Hey gang, Doom here. This is an episode of Doom Does. It's the show, my solo show. Fitz has just jumped to the end. I have Doom Does, where every episode I watch something or talk to somebody or watch something and talk to somebody. A lot of the episodes have me and Angie doing shit. Like, I, she and I went to her first free comic day. If you remember way back pre-Rona, uh, Fitz and I talked about CaveCon. She and I talk about that. There's an episode recorded in the hotel room the night after that Space Monkey show. All kinds of shit here, gang. So, uh, yeah. Head over to patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod. I think... I'd have to look again, but I, I'm pretty fucking sure there's over 40 episodes of Doom Does over there. Other than the Nerd Blitz question of the week, that's the show we've got the most of. So if you like my talky-talky ass, head over to patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod and check out a lot of me going, blah, 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 blah. I like stuff. Another show we've got over there is Nerd Boot Camp, where every episode I take Angie and I'm like, look, here's some nerd shit that you never fucking heard of, and I'll teach you a little something about it. And it's all off the cuff. I don't fucking do any research beforehand to be like, well, you know, the exact date. I mean, there are some things that I do know the exact date, but I don't do a lot of research. It's just me deep diving on the nerd shit I know and love and being like, look, here's some shit you probably didn't know to her. So there's a fun show. I think between the public feed and the Patreon, we've got over 10 shows that we do. So there's a lot of shit. There's almost 140 hours over there on Patreon. I know it's definitely over 135. So um, we want to thank those patrons too, though. At G I G I A M K three zero at Spider Scooby at Steve Boost at A C Farrell one nine seven six at S Morgan twenty one at Josh M G A at Midnight Smoke one at Corny Jenkins at underscore thirteen Chris at T E S D Groupie at Forgeticus Big Bad Forgeticus and at Katya Queen. It's because of them that you're getting to hear this here. So if you like this little taste, a little something-something, join them over at patreon.com slash nerdblitzpod and hear a fuck ton more. Yeah, hope you dig it. Hey gang, this is Doom Does, the Patreon-exclusive show where every episode Doom does something different. I am Doom... This episode, I'm doing another experimental solo podcast because why the fuck not? I was originally going to do the uh, Lobo episodes of Superman the Animated Series, but my fucking DVDs won't work. So, I'm going to be watching the pilot of a show that I always loved. And back in the day, it got a lot of love, but since they did seasons on Netflix, people have been like, oh, hmm. Yeah, that was something that we let happen. Arrested Development. Now, this is a show that I really do dig season four and five, the Netflix seasons. Especially season four because they tried something different. They were doing this weird fucking cross-cutting nonsense because they couldn't really get the cast together very much. So it was like, this week we follow Maybe, and they you would see the same fucking scenes over and over and over again. But that, to me, was part of why it was funny, because they're like, why not? But yeah, it was like, one episode they'd follow Maybe, then they'd follow Michael, then they'd follow Job, then they'd follow Lucille, and then they'd follow Buster, and then they'd follow Michael again, and they would just cycle through every character, and I thought it was fucking fun. Then, 
they remixed it or remastered it. I forget what the fuck they called it. And put that out where it was more linear and not like, here's maybe going to the fucking party with the family. You get to follow her perspective on that. And then the next episode, you follow George Michael, go to the family party, and you follow his perspective on that. Like I said, that's really what I dug was them showing everybody's perspectives on the same fucking scenes over and over again. I thought it was pretty cool, but the remastered version does do it better. Um, And then season five... I thought it was really fucking rock solid, too. There's still talk of a movie, but I don't see that happening. And, you know, fucking watching this episode again, I just watched it a couple minutes ago. Whew, there's a lot of shit in here that it's like, maybe we should let Arrested Development go because shining the light on this again, there's some jokes that a lot of people would be like, oh, you can't make that joke! At the same time, I feel like the... The very act of including certain shit like that was the creator's way of being like, this shit is fine. Why do we gotta... But, you know, everybody sees that shit differently, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But before I get into it, I just want to say real quick thanks to Jay Sarge for doing the, the intro music for this. Anywho, what say we dive into this cocksucker? This is going to be a little bit different than the uh, Futurama episode I did, because this one's almost a half hour, so... I may end up cutting a lot of fucking dead air, so it won't be so much me like doing a solo commentary as it'll be me talking about things that pop up. And I'm like, oh, look at that. I don't know. We I didn't get much reaction to the Futurama episode, so I really don't know if anybody gave a fuck about this, but you're getting it anyway, I guess. If you hated it, sorry, but you should have spoke up. Now you're stuck dealing with it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Arrested Development Pilot. I guess I'll just... 3, 2, 1, play it. I'm watching the extended version, too. That's important. I don't think I've really ever watched the, uh... Well, fuck it. Let's start, and I'll tell you. 3, 2, 1, play on the extended version. I don't think I've really watched the, uh, pilot as it aired. Hey, look, there's Michael Bluth. He's a good man. Because it's... It's a lot of times when I get, like, an unrated movie or something, or an extended cut of a movie, it's like, why bother with the fucking theatrical, then? Because this, apparently if they included it, they the creators or director or whoever the fuck did it, they felt this was a better usage or a better version of the story. So it's like, why not? But yeah, here's an interesting thing here, because I, I listened to the commentary. It's fucked up. You could listen to a way better commentary, but I guess you're getting this instead. <laughs> Ron Howard's narration there where he said this is Michael's twin sister apparently they decided on that late in the game and they just told Ron like hey say this so originally they weren't set up to be twins when they shot the pilot which I think is fucking pretty funny but uh (sighs) well I'm boring myself a trick is something a whore does for money (laughs) 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 fucking tony hale man that dude is amazing at what he does in this show i mean like he's i think he's won awards for like veep and other shit he's done but holy fuck when you see him in interviews and then you see this fucking simple asshole that he plays on this and i mean later on he kind of gets a little evil because you know he knows where all the body is buried because he's simple and his mom's like hey come on fuck up but this 
like soft fucking oh I've got the vapors dude he plays is so fucking funny and so fucking incredible to see how he does it I think right there too they said in the commentary which again I say I think I just listened to it so it's sad that I'm like I kind of remember somewhere that when they did that shot of the kids they always thought it would be funny <laughs> to uh, put a fifth sibling in there and blur them out like they couldn't get permission when they were making the documentary to show their face so they just kind of left them out of it it's fucked up let me see if I can find my DVD case I don't know where the fuck I put it but it is so fucked up how young they all look because there it is hang on let's see what year is it this was holy shit 2013. No, sorry, 2003, not 13. Oh, fuck. Michael Sarah looks like a goddamn baby here. Like, he's still got that fucking almost kid-like pudge to his face. And he's got, like, awkward limbs and shit. It's fucking crazy to think that this was, as I'm recording this, 17 years ago, but as you hear it, maybe fucking 18 years ago. It's... Uh, fucking baffling to me. I found this. I found this in two thousand and nine. They had it on sale at Walmart for fifteen dollars. It seems like this show has been a part of my life for more than like eleven years. But yeah, I found it on sale at Walmart for cheap, and then I got. I think I got season two and three in a dual pack at Target for like ten, fifteen bucks too, and I was like, oh shit. But yeah, it's just one of the my favorite things I've ever just kind of stumbled across because it was like cheap. Because that's the thing, you got to remember at the time, even like 11 years ago, when you come across... Okay, I'll get back to that in a second. When they go to jo- uh, Job's coverage here and you see this old fuck standing behind him, it always annoyed me how him and if you watch everybody else is just standing there looking at the camera. I mean, it works for the documentary style they're going for. But all of them just standing there like looking dead at the camera like, they making movies over there. Oh, it always fucking bugged me. And when Joe rides off and the dude's like, hey, he's going, oh no, he's back. What are you doing? There's part of me that always kind of hoped it was the crew, but you can tell by the way all these fuckers just keep staring that they're like looky-loo assholes. Or at least I hope they're looky-loo assholes. Or maybe that dude, because he just walked up to the banana stand, maybe that dude was just fucking waiting for his cue. I don't know, but it always annoyed me. But anyway, back to what I was saying. It's even like 11, 12 years ago. Oh, oh, there's that guy again, I think. Anyway, 15 bucks for a season of TV, even like a sitcom with 22 episodes, that was fucking cheap. 11 years ago, but now you can get that shit sometimes for 10 bucks. It's fucked up. Anyway, on <laughs> on Job's segue there, they they said in the commentary they thought it'd be funny if he had his name on it, or as we find out later, his initials on it. And they were, <laughs> they were looking around like, anybody have some fucking letters or something? And they stopped production for a minute or two and took gaffer's tape and cut it into G-O-B. To put it on there because he seems like the type of asshole that would, you know, get his name stenciled on everything he owns. Just so, you know, everybody knows, oh, I'm Job. Now, they said they actually shot this at, like, the Ritz-Carlton or whatever. And then they recreated this room as her apartment 
once the series got picked up. And I don't know if they were fucking around or not, but holy shit, that's fucking crazy. Another thing that's fucking interesting about this, too, is, like, I love this show. I've always loved this show since I found it. It was fucked up to me when the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony Russo, came into the MCU and fucking started blowing shit up, doing the work they were doing there. And I was like, there is no way these are the same fuckers that did Arrested Development, because they directed this pilot. And I, I was, it still fucking baffles me to this day that those fuckers directed this pilot, and then they went on to direct, like, an insane, huge-budget movie like fucking Endgame. That's baffling to me. God, he's a douchebag. <laughs> they said uh, in the commentary, too, that this was the first time, or maybe it was Michael who said it, or uh, Jason Bateman who said it, this was the first time they saw him play Tobias, David Cross, because... He didn't really audition. It might have. It was hard to fucking tell who was who because their voices are all similar. But one of them said that he didn't audition David Cross. He just kind of came in and they let him do his thing. It was so fucked up to hear him say that. He just came in and did this weird thing with these awkward pauses. And his style of talking is kind of lost hey look there's fucking Ellen's wife when she was still acting she kind of reminded me I don't know if any of you guys ever watched Dead Like Me another show I got cheap on DVD at like Target and Walmart or something and fell in love with she always kind of reminded me of the uh like Daisy Adair on there and the uh the other broad I forget her fucking name that was on the show early on before Daisy came in. Portia always kind of reminded me of that. Those two broads. I always loved this relationship. Too. Not like the fucking creepy incest part of it. I mean, if you're into that, to each their own. But you're a fucking weirdo. Um, anyway, I always loved this relationship here. Where maybe was like this real fucking psycho kid whose parents were fucking idiots. And she always tried to just fuck with them because they never gave her attention. And then, uh, like, George Michael's like, oh, okay. She leads him around by the fucking nose in the funniest fucking way. <laughs> like, right there. Um, we should teach them a lesson. Uh, yeah, no. Now, see, you don't notice anybody here fucking staring at the camera being like, hey, look there. That thing, I bet you it'll steal your soul if you look hard enough. Let's look. Mm. Uh, oh, there goes my soul. Oh, yeah, it's seeping out of me. Oh, yeah, take my soul, baby. Yeah, I probably took that a little too far. But anyway, like that one dude over there sitting next to that chick with her back in the black shirt with her back to the camera, he kind of looks like he's looking low one, but still. Oh, God. <laughs> like, this whole run with... <laughs> Tobias boarded a van full of homosexuals. I really don't think you could get away with this today because too many people would fucking be pissed about it. But it's fucking hilarious. Come on. Quit being so sensitive, everybody. That broad right there is looking right at the camera. She drinking some booze or some shit and she's like, Hey, look, there's a camera. Hey, you know what we should do? We should make out. Just like maybe, yes. <laughs> we recently talked about it in the Halloween 2018 commentary. People who wear suits 
and fucking cowboy hats. Oh, they're they're special people right there. They're just yep. Like I said, I never really watched the pilot to this, so it, I never really knew what they um, was in the extended cut of the pilot. What they added for that, I I guess I should watch it, but it's just like man, fuck it, because this is so rock solid. There's something too. I read or maybe I listened to one of the commentaries once and they talked about how Mitch has such a weird sense of humor and stuff that he wanted to kind of any norm in sitcoms or TV that other shows do like they do a fade to black before commercial or something. He wanted to twist all that shit on its head. That's why on this show, whenever they would do whenever they would go to like commercial or something, they'd fade to white or throw up that white card and then when they'd come back they'd fade in from white was just to fuck with people because every other show fades to black to go to commercial or credits. So it was just his weird little way to be subversive. I always thought that was so fucking funny and it it comes off kind of petty too to be like, fuck you, I'm gonna make it different. That's one of the, the whole fucking maybe and George Michael thing where George Michael spends the entire series being like, hey, we should should really piss everybody off and you want to make out? It's one of the strangest but funniest runners in this entire show, and it's another instance of, I really don't know if you could get away with that now. It feels like something that, making incest jokes like that, people would have a fucking problem with. Oh, they mentioned something here, too. Uh, when they were shooting this, they really wanted it to feel like a documentary and such. So in one of the takes where the cameraman follows them up the steps, they had the cameraman trip, but they felt it just didn't work that well. So they just kind of moved on and didn't use it. (laughs) I always thought that was funny too. Him on the phone with his secretary or whoever being like, save that, save that, shred it. No, shred it. Because he's a fucking bastard, eh? Oh, shit. It's like a uh, The Chase and Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, boy. That fucking hat, man. Like, right there, too. That's a visual joke. <laughs> the headline on the news says swishbucklers. Could not fucking do that now. <laughs> Trisha Thune? Uh-oh. <laughs> See, this is the part where I sort of run out of steam because I've been, you know, yammering a mile a minute. And then you fuckers are going to be like, we're paying for this shit. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but yeah, can you please keep pay- paying for it? I'll do hand stuff. Um, <laughs> Speaking of hand stuff, <laughs> this is a good joke here. Where Tobias is like, I figured out what I want to do with my life. Or I figured out my purpose or whatever the fuck he says. Here it is. Yeah, and she goes, you're gay? And he's like, no, no, I'm not gay. Lindsay, how many times must we have this conversation? No! (laughs) Uh, That's another great runner on this show, too. His fucking dumbass trying to get into the entertainment industry in any way he can. And I'm sure folks remember the, that's right, Michael, I blew myself. As he's trying to get into the Blue Man group. Uh, Her portrayal as, like, a fucking Jessica Walter... She does such a good job as the, like, crazy rich bitch. I mean, they all do great work as, you know, crazy, stuck-up, fucking rich motherfuckers that you want to, you know, break their heads open and hide them in a... You get my point, I think. 
Somebody's a rude cuss. Um, but yeah, while I'm doing this, seriously, if you guys like these solo commentary podcast Rooney things, let me know. And if you've got suggestions, you can leave them in the uh, comments on this episode. He looks like he's wearing his dad's fucking suit there. I'm a bad, bad man from Annie Get Your Gun. That seems kind of difficult to do, to be a pretty decent actor and pretend to be a bad actor. For some of us, being a bad actor is just normal. But uh, he does it pretty well. This shit, it is pretty fucking crazy how weird or how well they made this look like a kind of shitty documentary. Like I said, Tony Hale, watch how he fucking (laughs) plays like a soft douchebag. What's interesting about this show, too, is it's an ensemble piece where they intentionally make only one person likable. And even Michael, though he's likable, and I mean, I guess his, his kid is, too, but... He he's still fucking shitty to these assholes he calls, you know, family. It's a curious choice and it it's even crazier that it actually works out. <laughs> oh, I love this joke. Give me a hell of a show, man. Fuck off, traitor. Oh, and apparently they were running three cameras on this at all times, too. And they said they had something like 32 hours of fucking footage for a 22, in the case of the extended cut, 28. But for a 22-minute show, they had 30 hours of footage, or 32 hours of footage. That is fucking insane. Because they would just let them go. I'm moving to Phoenix. I love her line, Lucille's line right here. Well, it comes up in a minute. I'll see you when the first parent dies. I'd rather be dead in California than alive in Arizona. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I just remembered that James Lipton later on comes in to play the uh, warden of this prison. I forgot that he was in this and then I remembered he's dead. So, there's your feel-good moment of the day. Oh, yeah, and that just reminded me, too, that... What's his fucking name? The Jesus Freak... Not Kirk Cameron, the other one. The fucking... uh, Joni Loves Chachi, that fuckhead. Scott Baio? Is that his name? He's in this show, too. Was this the first American show that was, like, a documentary? This is, like, before the shitty American Office. Yeah, I said it. I know some of you listening like the fucking American Office. Fuck that shit. The American Office is balls. Go watch the original. That's the good shit right there. Anywho, was this the first one that was like sort of shot like a documentary? I mean, I know they don't do like the OTF interviews and whatnot, but still. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I wonder if that that's the case. I wonder if this actually predates the UK office too. It can't possibly. Yeah, sh- like I said, they all play fucking shithead slime balls well, but she does a particularly good job because she does, at times, show flashes of, you know, not being a complete piece of shit, but then she kind of falls back into her old patterns because, you know, shit's not going her way, so she's like, fuck it, let's be a dipshit again. What are you doing? Are you trying to cry? <laughs> I always love this concept of the model house, too. 
And it all kind of, uh, I love how in the season three finale, it all kind of comes back around on the fucking uh, model home thing. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> you should have stocked up on get out of jail free cards. The whole fucking back or shoulder rub thing with Buster is fucking weird. Such a weird choice, too. Uh-oh. On the next Arrested Development. They said <laughs> they said that started as, because this was a pilot, they didn't have, have a straight-to-series order. They uh, just did that as a way to, if they didn't get a series pickup, kind of just wrap up or do an additional beat on all of, Oh, shit, that is Sitwell housing, isn't it? Wow. That comes back, too. But uh, they did that just to kind of ring all those bells again. And when they did get picked up, they're like, fuck it. We can ring all the bells and just, you know, have a little fun. And that is one of my favorite things about this show. They give you that, like, next time. It has nothing to fucking do with it. It's just a weird fucking comedy choice. And the other thing I should say about this show, I don't think any other show has nailed, like, awkward uncomfortable when I say uncomfortable I don't mean like incest I mean like just letting a joke hang until you're like all right can we please move on as well as they do with this it's it's just so fucking good man and hey anybody that's wondering the production code on this I know I won't fucking drop it all right is uh 1AJD79 so put that in your fucking pipe and smoke it huh I don't know why I got aggressive there but I think I'm going to record another one of these here in a few minutes, but if you hate this, I guess you probably should have spoke up before now. I'm not going to watch Arrested Development again. I won't torture you. I think I might. Well, you'll find out, but uh, yeah, so there's something fun for you. Hope you guys dig it. And if you don't, well, keep that shit to yourself until after the next experimental solo podcast or before whatever. <sighs> Hello? Is there anybody listening? Bye! This has been a feature of TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media.